Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Welcome everyone, you're listening to Talent Talks by Robert Walters podcast. Over the coming months we're going to be speaking with leaders across Robert Walters UK along with industry guests discussing their careers, advice and getting their quick take on trends in the market. My name is Lauren Freeman, I'm Senior Consultant within our Birmingham office and I manage Central Birmingham Finance Appointment. Um, today our guest is Jenny Sadler. Um, Jenny, th- thanks for joining us. Um, Jenny is Head of Finance at GB Partnerships, a growing property consultancy and managed services organisation. As a company, GB Partnerships offer high quality public buildings from the inception phase to build completion and long term facility management. Having seen an increased workload throughout the COVID period, GB Partnerships have taken this opportunity to assess their team stability, welfare, progression plans and retention whilst also expanding their headcount. Um, Jenny, firstly, again, thank you for being with us. But if you would like to start with a quick overview of GB Partnerships from your experience and an idea of the type of clients that you might work with on a daily basis. Thank you, Lauren. Um, Thanks for the introduction there. I've been with GB Partnerships for about 18 months now, um, and I work managed services part of the business, uh, which basically means the management of an established portfolio of publicly used buildings over their useful life. This is a really stable part of GB Partnerships business. Um, We have fixed income, which is set over long contractual periods, um, and the buildings are in healthcare, which as you can imagine, have been quite busy recently. Day to day, we work very closely with our investors um, and other stakeholders to ensure that financial and legal obligations are met, along with advising on any contractual issues or accounting treatment changes, which would affect the companies. That's that's brilliant. I mean, I think that gives us a good overview. And obviously, you touched there that the majority of your contracts are based in the healthcare sector. So I guess that would guarantee you at least some stability in um, the COVID period, but did you see any increased demand from, from what they were looking at, at or um, any changes to their expectations from you? Yeah, um, it's a good question. So I think we we didn't necessarily see an increase in, in workload, but I think that early um, lockdown period this time last year proved challenging because the workload didn't change, essentially, um, that we all had to adapt to new surroundings um, and circumstances, but without those demands reducing at all in terms of workload. I know from our conversations together that it was really important for you, not only you, but also the team as well, um, to maintain the same level of service throughout the COVID period. And not only maintaining it, but also the challenges that have come alongside of that. Um, how, How and what have you and the team done to make sure that this has actually happened, but as well as that, you've flourished, you've adapted, and what changes have you made to ensure this success? Yeah, so this time last year, on the face of it, we were already pretty much set up for a remote environment. We already worked on laptops. Um, the majority of our billing was paperless. Um, we were already used to managing external relationships digitally because of the geographical spread of our portfolio. But there are always exceptions to that. And I think while we were able to very quickly shut down the office um, and pick up directly the next day from home, actually, it took a really long time for people to get used to that new way of working. So I would say 
that that was the challenge really. Yeah and obviously there you mentioned that your technology side was already pretty well adapted. We know a lot of businesses face challenges where they didn't necessarily have that have that foundation in place already so um, I guess you're lucky in one area, but a couple of things did take a little longer for you to restabilize. So where was it that you saw your biggest challenges? Yeah, really, it was just a case of dealing with those exceptions. So it's sort of, you know, the bills that weren't digital previously, and it was easy to overlook that in the office. Suddenly, we had to reach 100% digital billing very quickly. Same for, for incoming invoices and other posts. Um, we had to quickly move away from relying on um, that physical post box that comes into the office and also with our relationship managers at our banking providers we had to work with them to make sure that we were able to meet compliance needs without the ability to fill in paper-based forms or gain wet signatures uh, for example if setting up a new bank account or amending mandates that proved really challenging. So obviously you faced all of these challenges and, and not only have you completely had to adapt but you also had strategy for, for growth plans for not only the coming year, but years to come as well. So you're taking a, one challenge and adding some more challenge to it. How have you gone about ensuring that that strategy was comprehensive um, and processes and resources were in the right place? Good question. So more recently, we have started to see an increase in work volume. Um, the exec team at GB Partnerships are preparing for growth and diversification. Um, that obviously needs to be supported by a quality finance function. And yeah, it's my focus at the moment is making sure that we've got the right size team and the right skills um, so that we're able to support those plans. So Jenny, when you when you talk about the basics here and that standard skill set that um, you have to perfect within your finance team, what do you think the qualities are that make a good professional? Yeah, um, even the core role in the finance team means managing complicated contracts and multiple deadlines, often all at the same time. Um, so really, we need people to be very dynamic in their approach to task. Um, and basically, we need people that are looking for a challenge. Management accountants need to take ownership for their areas of the business, um, and they need to take an inquisitive approach as well. Continuous improvement is something that a lot of companies talk about, but that's really massively important to us because we always need to be learning and being able to manage these contracts better. Okay, lovely. And obviously, again, with the, with the focus of the, the, the new growth there and um, ensuring that you can then manage those contracts better um, as that new workload comes in, how are you supporting the finance team to get them ready for that? Yeah, so we've... Um... We've recently promoted two team members um, to allow for a good support system and to allow for collaboration within the team. I've also tried to encourage part qualified team members to get back into their studies now that colleges are starting to reopen, uh, which will obviously support their long term careers with us, hopefully. In addition to all of that, we're looking at bringing in a new finance system so that any new acquisitions can be managed um, in a more controlled way. Um, and so that we can start thinking about process rather than companies or divisions. Absolutely. And it certainly sounds like you're you're getting there in terms of the team you've got in place. Obviously, having worked with you for a number of years now, 
I know that you always have your team, but not only GB partnerships at the front of your agenda. Um, growth and transition periods can sometimes cause unease to existing team members. How have you gone about mitigating that and offering reassurance to your staff members whilst adhering to the wider company values? Yeah, I think it's about communication, really, um, making sure that I'm talking to my team members to understand what they need from me um, in order to perform to their best level. And then aside from that, I think lots of companies offer uh, clear or fast progression routes when they're hiring new um, candidates. However, I think it's really important to, to maintain that focus for existing employees as well and keep it at the top of the agenda. So from, from your perspective and your experience with your own team, what realistic opportunities for progression can be seen at GBP and how do you get your staff members to work towards that? Yeah, so I'm working on, at the moment, um, a sort of progression document which maps out the route from a part qualified or entry level assistant management accountant up to a qualified management accountant role and then obviously hopefully beyond that as well. Um, and obviously having worked with Robert Walters a lot over the last few months, I'm very close to the market rates that we need to be achieving um, within the team. And Robert Walters have been able to advise as well on what we need to do to remain competitive with our other benefits. Um, so I'm, I'm including that as well and documenting what qualifications need to be achieved um, and what output we would be looking for in candidates as they go through that journey. That's perfect. And I know obviously working with you over these, these recent months, well, recent years, I guess, um, it's something that you're really, really passionate about and... I think that does set you as, as a manager really apart from some of your wider competition because you're so invested on ensuring that everyone does well why is that so important to you yeah well I think for me the employment relationship is a two-way one and I think if you haven't got the right balance of give and take um, between those two parties then ultimately that relationship's going to end a lot of what we do at GBP is quite niche and requires quite specific knowledge um, and the team work really hard so we want them to stick around uh, absolutely and um, I think obviously you, you you certainly put the effort into to achieve that as well which is really nice to see uh, if we move on obviously outside of the existing team when going through a growth period this can mean changes to headcount which I know that you guys at GB partnerships have faced you've been very successful in hiring new staff um, what do you attribute your staff retention and attraction to? I think it's about being open and honest um, with recruiters to make sure that they know what it is you're looking for um, and with candidates about what they can actually expect from the role if they if they join. Um, and then internally ensuring that you're thinking about how that would affect the current team if you were to hire somebody new. Um, and making sure, like I say, that pay rates are always appropriate to the market and that new team members will fit into that structure appropriately. Yeah, absolutely. And I know obviously working with you, it's it's been a real focus on that sort of personality, the right fit, as well as the skill set. So what would you say your biggest success story has been when when hiring from a personal perspective? I think really it's it's been able to pick it up remotely. Um, interviews themselves haven't been too challenging um, to convert to to digital. 
but onboarding and training has really taken some adjustments. So um, I think just being able to maintain that momentum and making it through the last 12 months feels like a success to me. There's, there's plenty out there, I think, that maybe haven't taken that approach and, and held off and mm. um, waited, I guess, until we're out of this period. It doesn't seem to be some clear end in sight as to when that might be. So what would you give, what advice would you give to anyone who maybe is facing volume recruitment and needs to make some major changes or even those that have potentially stretched themselves and, and maybe lost a core individual but had to work harder to cover that between the existing team what advice would you give to them yeah I think it's really time consuming to find the right people um and I think you need to make sure that you spend plenty of time doing it don't rush decisions and also take note of the advice that you're given um if you've got a good working relationship with a recruiter um, and they know your business well then trust that they're going to have a good eye for who the right candidate is and what's going to suit your team yeah, absolutely. It was all about that open and open and honest conversation. And then hopefully um, we can put people in front of you that in the first instance, we've got a good feeling that we'll do we'll do OK at interview. And I think we touched earlier on as well um, about not only it being the right hire in terms of skill set, which obviously your skill sets are very niche. Um, but also culture being so important, not only in finance, but across GB partnerships as a whole. When organisations go through these transition periods and there can be change, there can sometimes be an emphasis of business first, staff second. I know that you've tried to move directly away from that approach and keep a ground into the really positive culture within not only the team, but the wider business. What would you say to anyone who might be facing that dilemma or looking to change culture within their company? Yeah, good question. I think GBP as a company has a really friendly culture. We're always really supportive. Um, we're encouraged to communicate at all levels. And we also have regular company-wide social events. In finance, we also try and build on that by having weekly team meetings on a Friday afternoon, which gives us a space for work updates, but also just for a relaxed conversation and reflecting on anything that might have happened that week. And we also sometimes invite guests along um, from other areas of the business so that we can talk about things that might not necessarily impact our day-to-day -day workload. And I think all of that really matters, um, especially when you're, you're welcoming new faces into the team, um, because it becomes a lot more natural because you already have those spaces for the social interaction, which is obviously quite challenging in the time of not being able to have sort of those physical water cooler how was your weekend chats yeah absolutely and I actually think one of one of my favorite things that I saw you guys doing this year and you were one of the first companies that I saw on LinkedIn uh, almost lead, leading the way and I'm sure other people will have seen this as well but not only do you do this within work but you were sending out little support packages to those working at home and um, also doing your walks for mental health and actively promoting that when it's such a prevalent topic within work-life balance at the moment. So obviously that shows that you look after your team. What do you think is next for your finance team? What are your plans for this year? Well, as we've already touched on, we've welcomed um, a few new starters into the team this year or recently. Um, so training and development is massively at the top of my agenda for the next few years. Um, and I'm hoping that that can be a mix using the video tools, which have been really useful because we've been able to record sessions. 
rather than relying on process notes. But also I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do some of those sessions in the office as a group, which will be really nice as and when COVID restrictions are lifted. Yeah, I guess for, for some of the team, it potentially might even be the first time they're meeting each other face to face, right? Yeah, yeah. Strange to say that considering some have been around for a fair few months now. So I think fingers crossed that that can go ahead nicely. And um, I know I know with the team as well, you do you do cross training with them where they cross train on their own skills. Um, what why do you like to do that and to make sure that everyone's got a line of sight of what each other's doing? Well, I think it's really important to make sure that everybody knows they've got support. So I think if there are other people in the team that know um, what tasks you have and how to approach them, it means that if when you go on holiday or if there's sick or anything like that then obviously you can you can rely on somebody to step in or or even just when workload is is busy for one person you've got somebody else there to then alleviate a bit of pressure absolutely and I guess you could attribute the successes that you've had this year I mean most businesses for the for the last 12 months have tried to stand still but you've took took away from that you have gone through this transformation period and you've come out the other end quite positively so what would you give to what advice would you give to anyone else any smaller business larger business medium enterprise um about making the changes they need to and growing their own finance team um at the present time yeah i would say it's just about keep reflecting um everything that you do is a learning curve make make sure that you take time to think about how that new information might be used to make improvements in the team so for example with the recruitment activity it would be a real waste not to use that um that market knowledge to bring it into the succession planning strategy within the team absolutely and i know it sounds like um there's going to be a lot more to come from gbp mm-hmm. um, so I guess we'll we'll watch this space over the, over the coming months. Uh, is there anything you, that you think you'd want to add to summarise there? Yeah, I think um, like we've said, it's been a really challenging year for many reasons, um, and I'm really pleased that we've we've um, been able to come out of it the other end successfully. So yeah, like you say, watch this space, I suppose. Lovely. Well, Jenny, it's been so interesting hearing your story and that of GB partnerships and your finance team. And I, th- I genuinely think this could be really, really useful, not only businesses um, who are looking to change their teams, but also candidates who, who might want to ask their employer for particular things, because um, ultimately, like you say, it's a t- two-way street. So Thank you for giving us that insight. Um, You've been listening to Talent Talks by Robert Walters podcast with me, Lauren Freeman and Jenny Sadler. Thank you for listening and best of luck with any future changes in your own companies. If you are interested in discussing any of the above or have any particular questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on LinkedIn. 